0: We're talking about Catherine Bigelow's 1991 film *Point Break*, which is your film, Ethan. I should say I am Tarly Ripley,
1: and I'm Ethan Crane. Yeah,
0: and yeah. And so this is your film.
1: It is very much my film. Uh, Yeah,
0: very very much your film now. And I'm going to sit back here for this one. But just tell me a little bit about you and this film, your history of this film.
1: So. I don't think I went to see this film in the cinema when it first came out in 1991 and I think my reasons for not seeing it at the time were I was sick to death of Patrick Swayze by that point. Okay. He'd been in okay. Dirty Dancing and Ghost and I was just a bit sick of girls at the time going mad for Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze and watching Dirty Dancing endlessly kind of mm-hmm. thing. So when I when I found that he was the star of this, I don't think I think it didn't appeal to me because of that. I don't think I knew much about it, but I definitely watched it on video at some point between 1991 and 1995. And the reason why I know that I did that was because in 1990 around 1995, I was doing um, um, evening classes in for screenwriting, and I remember the um, screenwriting tutor at some point just making just making a really offhand casual remark saying. Um, of course there's some some you know there's some kind of like um trashy films especially trashy action films that we sort of like we know that they're rubbish but we really we love them anyway kind of thing mm. and he said like point break kind of thing and there was an uproar in the class over this and like everyone was going what do you mean point break is a bad film? Point break is one of the best films okay. ever. <laughs> they weren't
0: saying no, it's a just rubbish film. They were no. saying this is a good good this film. This
1: is a good, good film. Yeah. yeah. And this was you know, this was a cross section of people in this room kind of thing. And there is a there is a lot of love for this film. Mm. And interesting. And we we'll, we'll, I think we'll probably talk about more about why there's a lot of love for this film compared to other action films of, of its mm. kind, you know, other eighties and early nineties action films. But but um yeah, so Carrying on from that, you know, I I then subsequently watched this film a lot because I really love it. And and, um, a few years ago, I was talking with a couple of my friends who, and just, you know, we're all people now in our 40s. And discovered two of my close friends also absolutely obsessed by this film. Mm -hmm. Um, And whilst we were having a conversation about Point Break, um, we were talking about the... um, the theatre production of Point Break Live mm-hmm. that they do in New York, where yeah. um, for those that don't know, there's uh, this theatre company of they put on various scenes from Point Break, and then they invite a member of the audience each time to play Johnny Utah. Yeah. And they take okay. out so at random. it's
0: the joke that Johnny Utah is speaking very straight, very obviously yes. just reading from a card. Um, yeah. In the somewhat similar to the, the style of acting
1: from yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah, but but as a result of this, we. Um, we said, uh, well, we love this film so much. Why don't we uh, remake this on no budget? And since then, we've been remaking this film for the past three years in my friend's garden and in oh, various locations. Yeah.
0: Funny enough, I was aware of this fact.
1: Yes, yeah, saying is you've been roped in to be in it, as yeah. have our children yeah. and about 30 of our friends. <laughs> so
0: this is really a classic film that is a favourite film. If, there, if, yeah. if you're going to, like some part of our podcast, is about what does this favourite film mean? And this is... This yeah, be some kind of like platonic ideal of a favorite film.
1: I mean, one of the one of the things about this film is that I can watch this over and over again. And I am never bored with this film. And we watched it the other night, and I've been watching it over and over again in our ridiculous remaking phase of doing it. And I'm still not bored by it. I still really enjoyed it last night. Like for, for maybe for slightly different reasons now, but. I mean, we'll get yeah, so into, what, I yeah. Mean, I you know, mean, let's get into the yeah.
0: into the dirty details of um, yeah why what is it? I mean, can you break down what it is? in, in I have no idea how you'd approach it. But... Well,
1: I think the one of the one of the main aspects of it is that Catherine Bigelow completely hit on the adrenaline thrill ride of including surfing and skydiving in this film. She was basically going for thinking let's just include masses of adrenaline fueled activities in, I, in some ways I, i'm
0: going to sort of disagree and say oh, i really? don't think well i mean it's nice the surfing is beautiful it's yeah. really skillful um but and and the skydiving yes that is i mean i'm sure we'll talk about that in more detail that that's quite um an exciting scene yeah. going along but no you can have you can throw a umpteen dangerous sports and adrenaline things and and thrilling kind of you know okay stuff. no no
1: no true that that's true that's true but so they're, they're not just high adrenaline things but they're also soulful sports as well i think okay. is is the is the idea you no know, i mean spiritual. Part, it's spiritual side as as um bodhi says in the film yeah and, and i think that's i think that's part of it as well is that and not just that but Bodie is this character who he is the bad guy in the film, but everyone wants to be him, really, don't they? He, he is cooler than Johnny Utah in this film, isn't he? He's is the, yeah. he is the one that people sure. want to be. And it's quite unusual for I mean you often you have other films where where the bad guy is very cool as well. Like, I mean probably gangster films would be a slightly similar, wouldn't they? Where yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: maybe in something like The Godfather or whatever you're, you're like yeah, Al Pacino yeah. is a very cool character sure. and you sort of might but but you don't want to be him in quite the same way, as I said. I, I think one of the key lines in the film, really, is where. Um, so we've had the big chase scene, and we've had um, we've had all of the surfers finding out that um, you know Johnny Utah is actually an FBI agent. And they're having this this sort of scene around the fire where they're saying, "What are we going to do about him?" kind of thing. And one of Bodie's lines he says there is something along the lines of. We're here to show those people inching along, inching along the freeway in their metal coffins what living life is really about. And I think there's an element of that that everyone who loves this film really goes for. It's kind of like, it's sort of like appealing to this subversive side of you, which is completely agreeing with that statement and thinking, yeah, there's a part of, there's like 20% of me that really would like to be a bank robber who funds my, funds my, you know, year-round adventures in surfing sort of thing. And I, th- I think there's something about that that is so appealing that I don't think many other films have really, really captured it in the same way.
0: I mean, do you think it's... A, it, are you saying that we are attracted to our baddies, to like, baddies, to criminals, to, to these, these people who are above the law who can break rules and conventions and do phenomenally well out of it? They're, they're wealthy and they have many more options than we do, um, and power... And status through that, um, but often those characters are quite, um, well, kind of you know, quite patriarchal, Godfather-like, um, and this is offering a very, well, you know, hippy dippy kind of version. Yeah,
1: of yeah. No, I think I think that's it, and I I think that because yes. because Bodie actually. I mean, he's shown all through the film, isn't he? That he's quite a caring person, like. And yes. I know he's a caring person in a quite a dickish way a lot of the time, like. And he's very macho and whatever, but he's not like a, I don't care about anyone" kind of bad guy, is he? He obviously does care about people. Yeah.
0: Do you? Because surely you have to think, you you have to have felt even on first watching as a you know very young person, you'd have thought, "God, he's a dick." It really is it. I mean, is it abs- and it's absurd. And some of the many of the lines. Um, yeah, so I think what did I wrote down saying about how Tyler described him, saying he's a modern savage. He's a real searcher. Yeah. Such bless Catherine Bigelow, but awful writing. I don't know if it was her. Yeah, the,
1: I mean, she wasn't the screenwriter, but okay. I guess she went along with the sentiment of it. I don't think that went down quite as badly in the early 90s as it sounds now. I think it's that was almost like, you know, it's sort of like a, uh, you know, a, a world traveler kind of hippie vibe from the late 80s, early 90s. That I think was quite, I don't think people would have viewed that in nearly the same way. And I'm not the one seeing it. And I think probably for me personally as well, I think my mind has changed over time. So now I think at the time I would have accepted a lot more of that in the early 90s. And it's only like now, as it gets on, you know, the years pass, you're sort of like, oh, that is just, it's just such hokum, really, yeah. isn't it?
0: And yeah. all I want to do, because I, I mean, I do love this film very, very much, but just to kind of tease what is so great about this film. Yeah. Because it's there are many things that are obviously not ideal. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah.
1: Um, can, Sorry, can we just go on? Can I just go back to one other thing you were just saying, saying there, hmm. which was about the... Um, about the you know, wanting to be so uh, idolising criminals and like yes, wanting to be, yeah. I think that this manages to put a scenario in which is robbing banks just to fund your surfing is something which people, a lot of people would be just about okay with morality wise. <laughs> I think, you know, it's not, they're not like, um, they're not like robbing banks just to buy loads of Coke and live it up in clubs or whatever. They're sort of, they're, they're robbing banks to get just enough money just to fund surfing year round kind of thing they don 't seem like they live really lavishly or anything particularly they're not they don't have like really lavish you know lavish no. consumer goods so I think that's that's the other that's the other thing that really appeals But people are sort of like they're slightly confused i think the viewer is about whether they think this is actually really immoral or not so I think Part of them thinks it's just about okay I yeah.
0: mean the other thing that's attractive about them is yeah. that they have. Well, two things about the bank robbery. We see what well, we see. Two robberies, don't we? Um, they're professional. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And they are a performance artist as well. Whilst doing it, they have. I mean, the 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 thought. I don't know where the idea came for making the ex-presidents. So they I were think there was
1: actually well. was a group of real life bank robbers oh, into okay. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Inspired by that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, fine. But still, brilliant yes. thing to pick up on. Um, so you've got that interplay of like them talking to each other is reagan and carter yes and which whatever. is great which is really filmic it yeah fantastic <laughs> and, and and they're just joe well they're not they're quite harsh aren't they they're very hard they're scary they are you know people are scared of them and because you've
1: got to get them pissing down the leg and then they'll do what you want
0: yes <laughs> they exactly you have to what is it exude strength
1: death. oh yeah uh, uh oh, okay. I can't yeah. remember another said, another yeah. of Bodhi's like hippy dippy lines, was not yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, But
0: he's yeah, they, they so they're kind of scary, but they have this. It's a great set piece, isn't it? The yeah, bank bank robbery pieces. Um, and I mean, it's it's so obvious that they're gonna end up when they don't go in the vault that they're gonna go in the vault. There is nothing kind of. So what is it that's really original about this film? Because the the you know it's not original that the. the he ends up going in the vault and he ends up you know oh they're so good in their first robbery and then they're so not but
1: I think it's purely down I think down to the the characters of Johnny Utah and and Bodhi really I think like Bodhi is a very appealing um you know villain of the piece and I mean it's that it's that classic setup isn't it of like your hero and your bad guy who are essentially the same person and um you know you have it in like Indiana Jones and things like that, and lots of other films as so well. Where... We have it? so Yes, we have so much in common, Mister Bond. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this is very much of a piece like that. But but both both of the characters in these are very appealing, and I think it's down to the two lead actors. I mean, Patrick Swayze has never been better than this film, really, has he? I mean, this yeah. is this is definitely his finest hour, I think.
0: I've heard people say that he was. Yeah, it was most similar to his own kind of character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I could could kind of imagine. Well, you
1: see it, don't you, in sort of like his his sort of um, martial arts prowess that he did in Roadhouse as yeah. well. You see in this yeah, as well, don't you, in the fight, the, the shower scene, and that, that kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: and his sort of spirituality. Uh, yes, as well, definitely, yeah. So, so Tiana Reeves, and yeah. I think that's going to be the centre of the film because that um, is a great like. What is it that makes him so uh, attractive on the? Object?
1: He's very attractive, but... Uh, I uh, part of it has to be his slight like puppy dog-ish, I think, isn't it? He's like... I think that's what Catherine Biglow saw in him, isn't it? Because she very much wanted him to play this part, didn't she? And he wasn't yeah, an action star yeah. before this. This is what made him an action star, wasn't it? I mean, so before
0: yeah. this, all he'd done was pretty much, com- well, the comedic side of um, yeah, Ted's
1: & Ted's and other... Yeah, not, not it's definitely not action action star stuff. No, no. But he I mean, he's not he's not like um, really buff, or is it? He? He's not like a Bruce Willis diehard action star, and he's not.
0: Or, it, Bruce Willis wasn't an action. You know, he was an unlikely action star at the same time. Really true,
1: but he's he's, he's, he's macho. more macho, isn't he? Keanu Reeves is not macho, is he? And and all the things we know about Keanu Reeves now, sort of in real life, about his extreme niceness, all just adds, in hindsight, to the greatness of this character, I think, doesn't it? He's. Why yeah. is
0: it, though? Because the, there is there is a trope and a joke, and I don't even know if it's fair to say that his acting is poor. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's even true. I don't know exactly what's going on. His line delivery is always a little bit unusual. Yeah. Or, or frequently is, is is something that strikes you as uh, a little bit off, often. Um and yeah, I can't, I couldn't imagine swapping him for anybody, and 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 no. improving on the role. He's just perfect for the role.
1: Yeah, and like you say, his acting is definitely not good in lots of places, and and he's and he's mocked for being not good, isn't he? And and you find yourself laughing at him as well when you're watching it as well, don't you? You're laughing at his I mean, performance some of the time. To be yeah. fair,
0: he's improved a lot in his kind of in his action roles in um, you know the John Wick things. He's. He knows his character back to front now, and he can
1: be that... Yes, but that. it's not much of a stretch as far as acting goes, is no, it really? but
0: neither was Johnny Utah really much of a stretch, but he was... But I think... I mean... Well, was, it does
1: have some of a stretch, doesn't it? It has some, like, the, ce- the scenes with Tyler are particularly bad, some of them aren't they, like... Or or he's on the phone and saying, oh, why can't I say what I, why can't I say what I'm say i really feeling? Sort of those kind of... I mean, you sort of cringe inwardly, don't you, when he's doing... But, like you say, he's such an odd actor because... If I watch someone like Tom Cruise acting and I can always see it it's Tom Cruise and I just find that irritating, but there's nothing irritating about Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is just a a joy to watch, really, do, I think. Do you
0: think just because he's genuinely a nice person? And
1: I think that really true. helps. And I, and, it's, and I think we know that and I think it's unusual, isn't it, to know that about Hollywood stars. But, you, but we didn't
0: know that at the time. And no, we didn't. Still, you watch yeah. it and, and I... I I mean, I remember watching it when it did come out of the, of the cinema and loving it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I think for me, the thing that I was instantly interested in was the fact that there was a female director. Because, yeah. Well, I was going to say it was really rare then, but, like, it's really rare still. <laughs> yes. Live. But that was really got me interested, the fact that, you know, a woman directing film. And I i knew it was vague links to James Cameron because, obviously, Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron were... a
1: they were married had had a relationship
0: and um james cameron had some kind of dibs into the film at some point they they,
1: wrote the script together i think or rewrote it for directing together anyway
0: um and and i and i really loved aliens when when i was a kid and 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 wanted anything to do with it so i I was well up for liking the film and um no i definitely i mean I, i think there are some things that do come across pretty overtly and it's like huh this is a female angle on this haven't you yeah. you've got Tyler saying classic lines like huh there's too much testosterone going yes right here, which seems absurd and, and, and easy to mock now but I think I was pretty impressed by that I
1: time. think that was pretty unusual at the time wasn't yeah, it yeah
0: it was kind of um you know a sense of putting down yeah you know, this masculine bollocks that they're all talking yeah um
1: i mean the scene the scene where they're all on the beach after at the party and they're all going on about the 50 year wave and the sort of, the scene where where tyler does say that you know Too much mm. stuff is thrown here you kind of get the feeling it is a a female eye on this is it about this over Although, macho behavior isn't, isn't it?
0: that very same scene yeah. you have like a, an assortment of unnamed women Just sort of mauling, draping themselves around, yeah. The ex-presidents in a in a horrific way, like groupies. So
1: yeah,
0: Uh, but I I, I guess Catherine Bigelow was just sort of going along on some template and adding a little bit to it.
1: Yes, I mean it has a it has a, a female directorial eye to it, but it's still very much in the trope of a lot of action films otherwise isn't uh, it the macho uh, action films and the, yeah. thing,
0: the thing is Catherine Bigelow her skills are not I think her skill set don't aren't really something that you'd normally say oh you know imagine would be a female kind of character if we stereotype women we normally think about them and their, you know, relationships and things like that, and personal and intercommunication. And I think she's just got amazing talent for um, action.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the chase action. sequence in this was like, it's fantastic. It's yeah. one of the most original of its time, I think. No one was really doing chase scenes like that then. And it's just no. brilliant and so copied it's now. It's still really good. Yeah. Well.
0: The foot, and it's it's the foot chase, isn't it? Yeah. It's that, amazing. Yeah. So that's when, after um, there's the bank robbery that... Um, that they they miss almost yes um and and that they're chasing so it ends up on foot so after the after the garage is blown up
1: hasn't it yeah
0: they a car chase which is fine but it's the foot ch- chase which is so i guess just hadn't seen and it, you know it seems i was gonna say pedestrian <laughs> very good uh, yeah <laughs> um but it was just Brilliant. I, I imagine the technology was it was evolving to be able to do that was maybe just non existent before to be able to really chase on foot. Yeah, you know, it was a like, particular type I'm of running.
1: camera I think they were running with. Yeah,
0: sure. But uh, really creative in the going through houses and slamming gates and just, you, you know, petty stuff, small details, a kind of really low level thing, not sort of some miraculous big stunts or anything yeah. like that. Just things that you think. Oh, I could do that, maybe.
1: And you can really hear them breathing the whole time, can't you? There's this, like, panting of breath as they're yeah. going along. So it's really well put together. And yeah. the
0: creative genius of throwing a dog at somebody. <laughs> yes. Which is, point, now when you think about it a lot, there, was, there is no way that would be a, a time-saving thing to do. No. Or in any way sensible, but it was, like, a real yeah, surprise yeah. when you watch it.
1: And the dog that it looks like, Utah Kicks, was actually a toy dog
0: <laughs> as, 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 yeah the, the
1: Yeah, um, but it is curious though isn't it going back to like the i mean this has so many action film tropes in it doesn't it you know like like you're saying about the macho guys with their girlfriends draped around them and the mm. and even though even though the the machismo is sort of dented slightly by by um swayze's sort of hippie hippie personality and but also he's,
0: an extraordinary alpha mayor, he's he? very
1: alpha male but it still confuses to me as well why I love this film so much sometimes I mean it's...
0: one other thing about this film there's one thing that is just so odd in the plotting of it is that so they you know that the, the presidents are infiltrated by the cop they at some point realize that the betrayal and so they decide to hatch a plan for revenge. And ultimately, that revenge is about um, kidnapping you know, his girlfriend and holding him to ransom and get, forcing him into doing a robbery with them, which is okay, that's great, that works. But what immediately happens is they take him skydiving. Yeah. And you assume that something awful is going to happen when you first watch the film. Yeah. Um, and nothing does. It's just a really, and it's a very, it sort of takes you out of it. There's a few minutes. Where all they're doing is um a, you know really so it could be a nature documentary or something like that they're just falling through they're really happy and watching this beautiful scene from from you know from up and from the airplane level and it looks amazing and they're having really nice interconnected moment they're all holding hands at one point um and then they land in the water and it's all just really nice. there's even the point where Johnny Utah's taking his um, pack off, and one of them's directing it in, and you think that's in a real like he's really telling him exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. It's, just, it's a strange few minutes of just yeah, and that's what what's happening there. I mean, why that shouldn't work because it's derailing the story and the energy of the story. Um, I agree. It's setting us up so that we think about skydiving and we can have the the next skydiving scene yes. or something else. But what was what that
1: about? I think it's, it's going back to the thing about it's the, the ex-presidents, their gang, and particularly, you know, Bodie. trying to get Johnny Utah into their mindset of thinking, you know, there's, there's more important things in life than being an FBI agent and getting your man. You know, us robbing a few banks. We actually, haven't actually hurt anyone. You know, just robbing a few banks and doing things like skydiving, going surfing. This is much more what life's about, and and Johnny Utah's taken in by that, isn't he? He's he's just about, and and the, and in the same way, the audience is taken in by that as well. I think that's what we love about it. We're sort of like, oh yeah, sorry, we're Johnny Utah's meant to be catching catching uh, Bodie, isn't he? But he's sort of forgotten. We've forgotten he's got to do it as well because we're really into the skydiving, and and the skydiving looks amazing, and and we think, oh, I'd like to go skydiving, and we forget that that we're meant to be thinking about a hero guy catching a villain. I think that's I think mean, that's just a I'm not sure how intentional that was. I think like you say, I think it was there to set up the second skydive. But all the same I think that's the kind of mood it gets us into until we're back into the oh we've kidnapped Tyler and we're back into the
0: And when you talk about uh, Patrick Slosey as a villain, you don't I don't think I really thought of him as a villain no. at all. He was just a character. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it isn't a sense of... I mean, you don't feel that... You don't want him to be caught, do you? You don't... Uh, no. Up to the end.
1: And you, and you want Utah to let him go at the end, don't you? To oh, go yeah. and catch, catch the 50-year wave. I mean, how do you feel about Bodhi? What do, you, what do, you, do you want him to live afterwards as well?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, because that would be poetically wrong, but... Um, yeah. It,
1: yeah, it's the it, poetically it, correct ending, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Bodhi is an annoying character.
1: Yes, he is, he is, but he's also the personification of some of our idealistic dreams, I think. I think that's what he's, okay. that's what he's, that's his role in this film, isn't it? He's, I know, because, because um, okay, just going back slightly, so one, so one of the friends are doing this, this sort of remaking, remaking the film with, she said, she said, you know, sometimes I do I do think about robbing a bank. I might do it when I'm really old, just for the thrill of it. Like and I think people think about it like that. They think about what that would be that would be like and, and they talk about it in, in this, don't they? Talk about, you know, it's it's a killer rush, you know, ninety seconds door to door, nothing like it. Mm. And like and they talk about that about surfing, and they talk about that about bank robbery. And they're kind of inferring it about skydiving as well, aren't they? they're, mm. they're talking about all these killer rushes you can get which don't come from being an FBI agent, or from inching along the freeway in your metal coffin, so, and that, and those are the bits that everyone goes for. I think it's the
0: so somehow you know, it communicated like an incredible adrenaline um, thing better than your average action movie, which is just inviting you to kind of sort of watch it to 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 be an audience to some great. Um, stunt Or something like that Yes And this yes. is This is somehow saying No we want You know you should
1: You should try this Yeah Yeah yeah. because if you think about Like say James Bond Or the Bourne films Or something like You are just watching them really You're not really feel. You're not really
0: Well you can't be James Bond You
1: can't be James Bond You can't be Jason Bourne And you can't be
0: one of the, the villains Because they're all
1: just But awesome. you could be You could be Someone like You could rob banks To fund your surfing lifestyle It's sort of like It it's... could be Roach
0: <laughs>
1: but you couldn't be Bodhi. I think
0: not because I'm Bodhi. <laughs> um, <laughs> back of water, seriously. Yeah, This lines. Terrible lines. Terrible ter-
1: sure. lines, but terrible but good lines, aren't they? I and mean, we we haven't talked as well about some of the you know the more minor characters like there are brilliant minor characters. Papas and Harp in this film are yes. fantastic characters. I yeah.
0: don't call Papas a minor character. He's no, like okay. Really important. important and, that, yeah. and actually the dynamic between um, Johnny Utah and Papas, I think that's kind of interesting and different. Again, you've got like absolute classic setup. It's it's like a, a textbook thing. It starts off with a meeting, like a cute meet in the swimming pool yeah and saying oh i've got some what is it uh, quarterback, quarterback punk, punk yeah blah 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 and he's like yep i'm your quarterback punk yeah and so i suppose that's as soon as he's saying like yep quarterback punk here in a fairly good natured way um that's that's suddenly that's off off what we're expecting isn't it we're expecting yeah. him to be like oh i am really angry about having quarterback. Yeah, yeah yeah actually uh garrett um pappas's characters he he doesn't seem he's he sort of he's fine with it he isn't really that grumpy
1: he's a bit and annoyed when when utah deliberately gets him annoyed doesn't he to tell him his theory like
0: that is again is an absolutely terrible scene there's well so terrible on terrible acting scenes. on
1: on keanu reeves' yeah, acting oh, you side you're
0: mad yeah you're really mad well come on tell me what your theory is yeah um
1: there's no one else like keanu reeves no one else can do that or get away with that in the same way
0: and i don't know it's not just his handsomeness because there's plenty of beautiful actors that i just can't but isn't
1: that going back like you say like it's the it's the classic older cop younger cop relationship but you would in lots of those relationships in film you get the younger cop being all sort of bratty and arty towards the older one johnny taro is not that at all is he no, he's perfectly he, nice and he perfectly respects his yeah.
0: opinion and it's yeah it's not so, and normally you would have the younger cop with the crazy arsed idea but actually this is the older experienced cop with the crazy arsed idea and he's trying to you know he needs the younger cop to kind of be the yeah yeah i'm not young. getting out there surfing uh, you're yeah. you're doing yeah. this yeah. do i mean in some ways um there's much less conflict i don't know i was going to say maybe that's a fe- what something a female director brings to it but there's much less conflict between papas and utah mm. than then you would normally, you know, you'd normally get in that kind of odd couple.
1: Does it have any relation to what we were talking about when we were watching Magic Mike XXL? Then about, I mean, that's not a female director, but um, we were talking about the lack of conflict in that film between the most of the main characters. Is so it? Is is There's there a part similarity. either, though. I think that's <laughs> no, unfair. true. So yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need conflict. It doesn't need conflict. No.
0: So I think that's different. But I do think about. I know. I think it's probably stupid to say something about. Um, female directors but i am intrigued by my love of films without conflict like local hero which we talked yes. about yes um but i think and, and also it's interesting because we are so set up to expect conflict aren't we that's just like films are just little conflict machines yeah um you know one bit of conflict gets us to the next plot point and it's much more interesting when it doesn't do that. Doesn't
1: do what we expect. I mean, that's not to say this film doesn't have conflict. It has. It just doesn't yeah. have it between yeah, between, between Papas and Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they
0: have a beautiful relationship.
1: Yeah, and the you know Papas' dying scene. It's quite sad, isn't it? Really. How how. Yeah. Somehow,
0: I never particularly remembered that Papas dies. I know
1: that's true, isn't it? You don't often remember that Papas died. I think because no. you're, you're you've just Going. had a bank robbery and you're just about to have a big sky dive and he dies in the in between those mm-hmm. two things. I mean, yeah. are
0: there any other things that just technically you just think, rather than what is wonderful about point break is some magic of point break. Well,
1: well we haven't actually mentioned the diving out of a plane without a parachute okay. yet. But
0: that is a good scene. That
1: that how I must have for how many times I must have seen that scene well, fifty plus times now, I reckon. And I'm never bored of it. I I always get a little lurch in my stomach as he grabs the gun. I just fuck out and dives out the door. It just does it to me every time because you, you think about you. You are actually in his mind when when he does that, isn't it? and you think, you it's think insane. It's, it's insane. It's insane, but but credible at the same time that he would do it. it is, the film has has brought you to a point where you think it's possible that he would do that, and which is what is so great about that moment. I think, it's yeah,
0: so personal and yeah, across.
1: yeah, and. His stomping about the plane, really cross with the gun in his hand, and then looking at the doorway, and then just diving out of it is just perfect. Yeah. It's just, I, I have trouble not standing up every time that scene happens. <laughs> <laughs> remember the first time we watched it with um, with our children, and well, we made them. I've watched it quite a few times now, but I do remember standing up in the middle of the room when he did it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember if they were much impressed by it, to be honest. But
1: I think the. Maybe the second time that we, we watched it with a lot of people, then didn't we? I think I think they quite liked it. Okay. Yeah. We have a lot of people watching it. Um,
0: but yeah, it's it's any other any other film. I'm sure there are some amazing. I mean, the, what do you think about the raid scene? I think you might the one where they are trying to raid the house the red oh the Church house bust. Yes, so they're not all in the red.
1: No, Church no. Yeah, Angelicus, my chili Just, chili one just the one, one chili pepper. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. I always get confused.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean that. That again is a very well filmed action scene, isn't it? Like you know where you are, and the things of like you know Utah are throwing um, one of them out the window, and um, the and the lawnmower going the whole time. It's really a pumped up scene isn't it and again
0: yeah. kind of like lo-fi stuff like the lawnmower it's not yeah um, i mean some of these choices might be due to budget but it's it, yeah. it's quite nice earthy kind of thing well, what do you think about the woman in the shower
1: let's wait for the even better if section for that i think and then another thing about the house bus scene is um or oh, Tom Sizemore is the undercover agent in there, the brilliant little Tom Sizemore cameo in there. I think is the yeah, DEA so agent. Yeah, I
0: didn't really know Tom Sizemore. He's so very, he's
1: he's not been he's a he's a very much a sort of um, exactly. Hollywood tearaway in a, in a way okay. like you know he's he only ever plays tearaway roles in a way he's, he's got a quite a big role in True um, Romance okay. and another thing like that. But he's, He's an actor with a lot of drug problems, you know, or he did have a lot. of right, yeah, right, So, right, right. But he does pop up in, in very good roles like that yeah. one, I think, yeah. And
0: yeah. again, you have Harp too. Harp it? as well. How can you explain that? It's pretty, pretty tricky, isn't it? It's a hard thing to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. it's, I mean, John McGinley, who plays Harp, Is has some of the, the best lines in the film, doesn't it? he? He oh. has the young double full of cum line, which has yes. really entered, entered um, mm. culture now, hasn't it? You <laughs> hear that. I heard it on a Happy Mondays album recently. They had it as a line in one of their songs, and mm, I think you it's hear got that used you... from a yeah though. yeah 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 it's yeah and, and he's
0: he's he's playing a complete caricature, isn't it it's yeah. like he's there is nothing about him that is not the stereotype of the angry police chief who yeah. thinks that everybody is complete idiot, and he's not going to support them whatsoever in any sense um. Yeah, he's... he's uh,
1: There's no scenes with Harpin that are boring whatsoever. No. You know, when he turns up, it's just brilliant. Yeah.
0: He has that style of, 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 of Gibb throwing out his lines that's just lyrical. It's Shakespearean. Yeah. So. Anything that you want, else that you want to say that you just want to pick out as beautiful and wonderful? I
1: don't know. The more we talk about that, the more confused I am as to why I really love this, I think. Yeah, I did write down yeah. while, while we were watching it, I wrote down that I think it's... a. Uh, it's a film that allows you to both revel in the machismo of the characters whilst at the same time feeling like you're condemning it as well. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're wanting to be, you're wanting to do the things that Bodhi particularly does, but also you've got an angle on which to think of him as being a bit of a dick at the same time as well. And I don't know how that, how that quite works and I don't know if that was like the intent the big Catherine Bigelow's intention, but somehow it feels there's this very ambiguous little pivot that it hangs on, maybe.
0: One thing I just noticed in watching rewatching it that the so the point uh the plot point of when Utah realizes that um you know so initially he thinks that the red hot chili peppers are in the
1: Yeah, one of the red hot chili peppers. Yeah.
0: That they're gang, you know. They obviously yeah. seem evil, so they must be the the um, robbers. And then he's watching these basically what, who are his new mates all surfing away, and there's they, they he realizes they're the the um, presidents because mostly because one of them moons and something. And that's well, what And also
1: because there's four of them surfing together. Four
0: of them <laughs> together. But the main thing is that one of them does the mooning thing. So he yeah. Shows his bottom, which is what he does in the video. Yeah. To the in, that's to the security yeah. video that they, you watch earlier. Um, and That's it. He broke the case by a man mooning. I, that, d- I don't think it was
1: just that. I think it was a I think it was a collection because I think he sees the four of them to start with. And he's already, he's already slowed down. As much as you can tell from Keanu Reeves' his face, he's sort of thinking about it. And then one of the moons, and that's sort of like an extra pointer. Think, yeah. And then he thinks about... And then he goes, has that flashback to Papa saying, don't forget about the kid, they're ghosts. Because Tyler said, Tyler's just said to him, well, you look like you've seen a ghost. Yeah, it,
0: can I just say, that doesn't make any no, sense. No, I know. <laughs> Makes no sense whatsoever I and mean, it's just a terrible flashback. Because it's not like they're being ghosts at this no. point. But well, it kind of makes it sort of word Although trigger to his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. But anyway, it's obviously a beautiful thing that yeah. encapsulates what what it is, what it is that makes this a favourite film. So, okay, you did say we might talk about some things in the even better if are you able to contemplate that yeah. this film could be improved?
1: I mean, we've we've talked a bit about Keanu reeves haven't we, and I don't no, but you think I't think we can no, change we can't, can't
0: change him'm I'm sorry i'm not saying there's nothing about his performance that I would change
1: no, and I think i i agree oh, but but it's weird isn't it how we we can point out moments in which his acting is really quite terrible, but we don't want to change it. why don't we want to change it for better acting i don't
0: know
1: it's just some magic of Keanu reeves, I think isn't it yeah it's He's
0: just such a delight you just want it you just it just want it to be him yeah but if he was a better actor i don't know if that
1: i don't know if that would actually make him worse somehow i think he has to be who he is somehow doesn't he i
0: mean sometimes you think about acting acting is all about um portraying emotion and i know in that most fairly recent malcolm gladwell book he talks about how uh it's about interactions with strangers and how we make mistakes often when we meet strangers because we're assuming that they um that people demonstrate their emotions um, accurately. So when people are sad, they are sad, and when people are angry, they have angry face. And um talks about some kind of study, which I don't can't remember how it goes into it, but that actually this isn't true. There's plenty of people that when they're feeling horribly remorseful, possibly, or incredibly grief-stricken, they might smirk or do something weird because we do do that kind of shit, don't we? So I'm trying to get to the point that actors are great at portraying what we think of as deep emotional yeah. things like that, actually, maybe Kiana Reeves is getting to a truer kind of slightly. <laughs> I
1: think you're. Um... I think you're pushing the argument slightly there. <laughs> I think just he's not such a good actor because even though even though that argument in the Malcolm Gladwell book seems right that people don't always display the emotion that they're feeling. That's not really what we require of actors, is it? We we require actors to display the emotion. That they're meant. That's what that's their job, really, isn't it? Because they're meant to be telling us, telling us something about their feelings without saying it. That's, and that's not what Keanu Reeves does. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: But also, I want to say, having um, helped you know in your great remake of the film, one thing it has given me is much greater respect for actors because actually, just learning two sentences and keeping yeah. them in your head and then moving in the right direction and saying them at the right time is fucking difficult. Yeah. And and now it yeah, my acting is terrible but it's still um yeah, it's 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 really difficult to do. I was putting a lot of effort in it. It's still shit. So yeah, I mean, you know You'll be no doing sense. it again then. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so even better. Well, we're not so not yeah. any of the actors. No, we
1: don't want, don't, we want to change, to we don't want to change. don't any. change any of the actors. I'm um, sure.
0: So I, I'm imagining that you might be talking about some of the more dubious um, uh, gender, female portrayals. Yeah. yeah, which you can't just say, okay, oh, you're a lady, so you can do anything.
1: Yeah, like. I mean, I we we I'm sure we've talked before, haven't we, on this podcast about how when you watch a film that is. Quite and this film's thirty years, almost thirty years old, isn't it? In the early nineties. Yeah. And the different sensibilities of the time, how much you try and judge it by the sensibilities of that time. But I think even for the early nineties, having women fighting either naked or nearly naked. Hey, but
0: actually it's not, I mean yeah, the yeah. naked thing I could have done with that. Yeah. But what was um Maybe, okay, I'm just going to take Catherine's side here for a minute. Yeah, is that you didn't see women really fighting much in the early 90s? Kind of, really rarely, did you? Honestly, I was watching and you didn't much at all. No, so you didn't get, and it's become a utterly dull trope now to have uh women, big out or small women, have um, be fantastic fighters, yeah, in generally incredibly unrealistic way, but anyway. Um, the woman who the character name is called Freight Train, actually, the (laughs) naked woman in the...
1: Okay, the the one that attacks Utah in the bathroom. Yeah, Yeah. now
0: I may have got mixed up on some of the plot points, but as far as I can see, I think there's just the one naked woman. So she's the same woman that at some points is just screaming a lot for a long time. And then she flips from being screamy lady to being really fucking aggressive, scary lady and beats up Keanu Reeves. Yeah. What you could say, maybe, is that, you know, and that's, you know, well, great, um, as as flipping a norm um, and unusual at the time. And also the fact that she's naked is she's incredibly vulnerable, you know, really vulnerable being naked. So that makes it a more impressive flip? I don't
1: know. Okay, you could argue.
0: Um, I don't know why why (laughs) I'm now trying to justify more naked women in films.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could say, you could say, okay, this gang just got in just sort of like hired a bunch of prostitutes for the day or whatever whatever the, but you, you feel like they, they were their girlfriends do. don't you so yeah so could they not have been characters wearing a few more clothes or you don't
0: yeah which
1: was in a shower to be fair. oh yeah yeah. well okay well did, did you have to have her in the shower and you yes, know when it when it do. came to that part of the scene it's yeah okay i don't know i, don't I just know. i watch those scenes and i think this is sort of like a this is a late 80s um, hair, heavy metal fantasy kind of yes. thing, isn't it? Going on. It's not, it could have been done a lot better, I what think. What do yeah. you
0: think of the romance between Johnny Utah and Tyler? Do you feel that you, did you believe in it? Well, Tyler's
1: character is quite good in that she's quite, she's.
0: Don't sort, say she's a strong, independent woman.
1: I didn't say that, you just said that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're always saying that. And it's no, but she has,
1: she has good. She has good sparky comebacks to lots of stuff. She's the one who's pointing out the machismo that yeah. stuff is really going like. on. I don't yeah. think
0: she's the most amazing actress in the world, Laurie Petty, but no. there's some bits where she just does such good face acting. Yeah, it's really good, good, good things with her eyes, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> in
1: she's the cafe just... when he's coming in trying to like get her to teach him. And she's yeah. just like doing some really good eye acting. Yeah. and <laughs> I
0: was thinking of the bit where there's it's the party and I think something about somebody saying something about it's Better than sex, and she's saying maybe you're doing it wrong. And she does some good eye. Yes, then. yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's something I I can't. Yeah, she's good at that kind of uh, sort of small, capable. Uh,
1: yeah, which is nature, all actually. kind of so it's kind of like slightly annoying when it's all sort of undone by her running back across the, the Mexican yes. desert in a really sort of quite well, much more pathetic way than before in a very skimpy nightie. She just wouldn't wear that.
0: That's Why is not, she just wearing not Yeah. She would never... That's yeah. not something she'd have. The only thing I can think of is that there's something Rosie likes, and he's put on...
1: I would have much preferred it if, as she got out of the Jeep, she'd just punched Rosie in the face just as she was running off. I think that would have been... better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess she was quite sort of, like, alarmed and scared, but... Yeah. No, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I don't mind her running, but it's...
1: Uh, Just the idea of her being the, um, you know, well, it's a damsel and distress. Yeah, yeah. But But it's weird, um, isn't it, how somehow all these aspects that we're talking about, they don't really take much away from the film for me particularly. because That's
0: because you're in love with
1: the film. Yeah, but that, that doesn't work for other films that I, well, I don't know yeah like i said i'm quite confused about why i love this film Very so much
0: confused. yeah so obviously it's great passion so if um you were uh you know going toddling off to the cinema um weirdly like maybe in the pandemic they might be showing point break again <laughs> and and you uh uh, single for some reason like because you would driven your girlfriend insane by
1: making a watch point breaks every time
0: <laughs> and so if you had a, a another person um uh, with you you went to cinema and then they were just like i don't know i think it's a bit shit would that be like no this, this can't work well
1: i wouldn't have any problem with them not liking the film because i could understand if it's not someone some sort of film but it would be a little bit of a problem as far as a relationship goes Given how much I seem to watch this film, and quite a bit of your time, quite a bit of my time, is spent remaking it as well, so that might be slightly problematic. But I wouldn't have any sort of philosophical problem okay. with someone, you know.
0: <laughs> So it's a slightly art. odd
1: answer to that question this time, I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now this is going to be good. <laughs> um, so our last section is always: is this is this film art?
1: Uh, no. <laughs>
0: not, not as good as I was hoping. For. No, but again, as with Magic Mike, I think, and and I know this is obviously caveats. This is very personal, and I know there's people who are like mm, obviously. This is anything, our interpretation of what art is. Anything can be interpreted as art. Yeah. and if you want, you can probably analyze the, as in the Marxist analyzer of, of Magic Mike XXL. You can look at this, and it's just everything is equal, and I. And I kind of want to protest that. I want, I want to make some gradients and I want to yeah. say that some things have more, have some magical property that make them art and some things don't. And it's great when you have something which is, shows that it's not just about what is good and maybe what, not even what really means a lot to you. Because, you know, we might think that art has something that creates emotions and feelings and thoughts. Um, which from what you're describing you really feel Point Break does for you but still
1: still it doesn't feel like art though no okay.
0: I mean maybe that maybe we are being too staid in our concept of what art is but I, I you, think would you justify that
1: well so I where Point Break feels fill, um, sort of like where my enjoyment and love for it comes from I think is in, in a Wish fulfillment fantasy in a way, this film this is like this is a film about something not something that I actually aspire to to being, but something that I get a thrill out of thinking what it would be like to be to be Bodhi or to be Utah, you know but yeah, mainly okay. Bodhi, I think in this film really right yeah. OK. and you know what what would it what would it be like if you decided you were going to rob banks to fund your endless summers of surfing you know and and somehow I don't think wish fulfilment in that kind of um, fantastical way doesn't feel like the same same kind of things we were talking about. Like when you, you brought up the definition of art as being propaganda for how, how you want life to be, mm-hmm. I think it was Alan Bottom's definition, wasn't it?
0: Alan Bottom said, no, he was going to somebody else. He was
1: going yeah. someone else, but he, he mentioned it. And this isn't sort of propaganda for how you want life to be because... I don't want my life to be like that, but I like to feel the thrill of what it would be like if it was like that. And I think there's a difference there somehow, I think, isn't there? It's like, okay, I'm
0: a little confused. What's the, so does propaganda have to be more subtle, more? Propaganda has to be more
1: credible, I think. Uh,
0: More persuasive? No, No, not more persuasive,
1: but more, more realistic, more realistic, I guess. This
0: is you... purely this is too absurd, this is too this is like a romance film
1: or something. Well it's more that more that if I did become a character like Bodhi in this film, I'd actually be a dick. You know, I'd actually would be behaving in a in a a way that I would actually consider to be immoral, but I like the idea of the thrill of feeling what it would be like to be like that. Although now I'm gonna go slightly against my argument and think, well, isn't that what The Godfather is trying to do in the Godfather part two? Isn't that you're trying to feel what it's like to be Al Pacino in those two films?
0: But you don't get that sort of joyous sense when you get there's always a sense of the issues that would come up if you were to to be in Al Pacino's shoes in the Godfather. That's true. uh, Yes. There's never any kind of uh, there's no, no hesitancy in, in something like Point Break.
1: No, we don't. We're not considering the, the the deeper issues of the problems you would have if you were to become Bodhi in this, are we? If you this, think yeah.
0: about all, like you were saying about you forget that Papas dies, and yeah. also all of the other crew. Like you know, you're talking about Bodhi's crew of of uh, robbers. Yeah, so, yeah, he loses everybody, and they're talking about how they're a close knit group, how they're really yeah. so. they've got this great emotional and, and bond.
1: And yet he's still going off the fifty year wave. But was, yeah, yeah,
0: he doesn't seem there is no um these people don't pay any emotional price.
1: No, right, there's no credible repercussions really? of what they've done really, is there? Sort of like and we mm. and we don't want that from this film because we want to move on to the next yeah. stage of what it would be like to
0: yeah, As audience members we're like, Oh he's like oh no, that will that will have some implication for like a bit of plot movement, but then we forget about it. Yeah, and that's it.
1: So in that sense that's why the the um story does not work as art because it doesn't doesn't follow on logically in some ways does it there aren't there aren't there's not emotional not emotional credibility in the in the way that the, the okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah yeah so not
1: not not the plot doesn't follow logically but the emotions aren't it's not credible
0: mm-hmm.
1: movements okay. of emotion from one scene to the next I guess there are
0: it is a very shallow emotional well, maybe that's part of it, just it's shallow. I mean, there is nothing,
1: there's no... Well, is it as much shallow? Because they're obviously feeling some very deep emotions, aren't they, the characters, but they're... It's not... Uh, um, we don't believe them. We, we don't, don't believe them, yeah. We
0: don't care a lot of the time about their... About their, Well, don't, we don't care about their deaths,
1: for example. Well, we don't... Mm. Not that we don't care, but we... we we don't want. We don't want the main characters to care. We don't want um, Swayze to care because that will stop him being Swayze. Then we want him. He has to. He has to carry on. Oh, I, you know, my my bank robbing buddies have died, but I'm still going to be Swayze. He has to stay in that same character. Otherwise, we're he we we do not get to our wish fulfillment. You can't to continue. Have
0: any character development? Although yes. you've got Character development. Surely Johnny Utah, because by the end. Surfs
1: every day throws his FBI badge away mm-hmm. he does have character development but he's not he's not the character that we're really embodying in this film as the audience I think it's Swayze that we're really embodying I'd say
0: I slightly disagree actually I have to say. just because I've, I've never I don't have this love of Patrick Swayze that I think many people do so I've never really really quite gelled with him no
1: I don't I don't have that either but i have the love of his character in this film I think, and i think the people that i i know who really love this film it's bodhi that they talk about in this film rather than utah i think it's so they're the one that he could be
0: the person that you could be if you i mean you know you, he's not exactly an every man but he's a little bit he's more human than bodhi
1: sorry so you...
0: sorry utah is more human than bodhi so you could be if you could be anybody, you maybe make it as
1: a yeah, but he's not he's not as cool as Bodhi though is he, and that's no, it's the coolness which people are, are looking to i think
0: Surely you follow your protagonist
1: well, it's a strange film in some ways i think it's um but i do think it. i do think it's th- that Bodhi is the character that people are getting their wish fulfilment from in this film
0: could be but i still yeah, I mean, I do find it interesting because I don't have this great love of Bodhi, I've always thought a bit of
1: okay. Well, maybe that's why you're not a massive Point Break obsessive.
0: (laughs) I really like it. No, no,
1: I'm. I'm not. I'm I'm not saying you're not. Maybe
0: I'm not part of the cult, (laughs) which is something else. Once you're in a cult, you don't really make rational decisions. That is true. Yeah. Um, and nothing can be questioned no so maybe discussing the film isn't, doesn't isn't really going to work i don't
1: think i'm actually at a point break cult <laughs> no but it's
0: close yes yeah. um oh, can we add any more i don't know are we i think we may be going to a close but i know i'm sure you may have some last. uh
1: no i think i mentioned points. all of the definitely all of the things that's really get me about it i think the thing that i think we kept coming back to the main thing i wanted to talk about really which was the the wish fulfillment in that in being a a bank robbing surfing skydiving okay thing i think that was that's the main thing that gets me about it yeah anyway anything else you want to say about it (laughs) (laughs) also fine yes okay Okay. so i think we're done there really aren't we yep so um we're good Thanks for listening with us this far. If you've got anything you'd like to say about the podcast, we'd like to hear from you. You can email us at inbedwith at ethancrane.com. That's C-R-A-N-E.
0: And that's the only way you can contact us.
1: Or you can leave comments on the, on the um, website as there well. On uh, the- ethancrane.com. There's a web page for each of the podcasts and you can leave a comment there. But we don't have anything else about the other no, way to contact that's us. That's it. Yeah.
0: No handles. Yeah. Right. Maybe we can leave a
1: phone number. People just ring us up. <laughs> and otherwise we'll see you for the next film thank you bye